0: What is going on? The Isles Meetups podcast, episode seven. And we're joined by our friend Tim from Atlanta. Isles Meetup Atlanta. Tim, what's going on, brother? Hello from Atlanta. It's like
1: the first time it's rained here in a month. And you know, that's uh that's what's going on here.
0: Dude, I don't want to put my foot in my mouth, but I was literally talking to one of the teachers at Car Rider today. I was like, wow, can you believe we haven't had to have indoor resea- re- recess yet, <laughs> which is awful. Like, any teacher will tell you indoor recess is the worst day ever. Even when it's, like, kind of raining, I'll still take my kids out because I just hate indoor recess. Indoor recess, because
1: I guess you have to watch them closer, right? Because there's only so many games
0: they can play. Well, you're middle
1: school, too, aren't you? So they're not even doing board games and stuff.
0: So they're, they're fifth grade, but... Fifth grade. I, I actually had like an Amazon wish list at the beginning of the year and just for the heck of it, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I love knock hockey like as a kid and I still love knock hockey. I have, so I was I like, have knock hockey at home. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw a knock hockey board on. It was like 75 bucks. I was like, no, no parents going to buy this you betcha! a parent bought it and all the kids are super pumped like they can't wait for us to have indoor recess because i'm just going to set up like a march madness bracket and just have right. like you got to get stickers on the,
1: you need to get stickers on the boards you need you need like you need like a sparky head and the island and everything on those lines you got to decorate this i'm expecting next level up from you mikey if you're going to be the teacher of the year that's the type of stuff we need
0: I also joke how I never want to be teacher of the year. Like I don't want that recognition. There's no pay
1: bonus. You don't get like a $2,000 like, you
0: know, no, not that I know of. I'm in North Carolina, man. Come on.
1: Uh, you know, it's one of those things that I just want you to achieve high. Okay, Mikey, I need you to, I need you to do well for our future, future generations. I need you to more from an Islander fans. Actually, all these little minds in Charlotte, North Carolina need to need to understand where that the checkers are not where it's at.
0: Dude, that, that truly is my career goal is, you know, 10 years, 15 years down the road, a kid come back to me like, you know, Mr. Ryan, like all that Islander stuff you had in your room really just got me hooked and like now I'm a diehard Islander fan and my parents hate it because they're Hurricane fans like that that's really what I strive for I'm not gonna lie
1: well you know and I you know talking about the Islanders I think a lot of us become Islander fans because of that like I think about about how I became an Islander fan right and it really started with video games and then I had an older brother that liked the other team from New York right so when we we're gonna play each other, he chose first because he was the older brother. What did that leave me with? And Pierre Turjan, right? That's what it left me with on the video game system. And you start like it starts that way. So just you making that influence on a student right there is probably going to assist to get them away from the hurricanes because their parents like it, and you're like, Oh, here's an outlet of a different team. Check us out.
0: I, I hope so. I hope so, man. So, Tim, before we dive into that origination story and really dive into why you started Isles meetup atlanta i do just want to tell everyone about our homies at oyster bay brewing company you have a lot of great choices when it comes to great beer and oyster bay brewing company provides the best long island has to offer oyster bay brewing company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They are the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker no matter which meetup group you are a part of. The Tap Room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week, with indoor and outdoor seating so you can experience their smooth honey ale savory IPA or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in the country. And if you use coupon code THPN at checkout, you get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. Gotta love it. Gotta love the Barn Rocker. Gotta love Oyster Bay Brewing Company, and gotta love Tim from Atlanta Isles Meetup Atlanta. So Tim, let's let's dive into first. You know, you, you you mentioned how your your brother roots for the other New York team. Um, I I know personally where you're from, but why don't you go ahead and share? where your roots are planted on long island yeah no i i grew up
1: in the force long and northport area right um i i went i was St. anthony's kid obviously you know so we had some connections there um absolutely love long island and uh, i went to college in dc and i uh, met a pretty girl from georgia and uh, that's the way the world works sometimes for you actually i even got her back to long island um, cause she, she went to St. John's law and I had my first job out of grad school was, was at Hofstra. So it was nice. It was right across the way. We could hop, the, hop the fence, not pay for parking. It was fantastic. You know, it wasn't in the best of years. It was like 07 to 10, but like we had every game, every game. And I used to take my students with me too, because the tickets were pretty economical when I was up there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm from, I'm from Northport originally. So the only places I lived on the Island were Northport. And then when I was working at Hofstra there in Hempstead.
0: Beautiful. So the first time I met you, like obviously, that's kind of how our conversation was directed. Is like, oh, you know, where are you from? Where, where where were you on Long Island? And whenever anyone mentions like mentions Huntington, Northport, Centerport, like the North Shore area of Long Island, which is like kind of directly north of where I grew up in Deer Park, like Deer Park Avenue kind of connects all of those towns. And my first question is always. Did you go to Camp Alvernia? And I did. And I did. <laughs> and you did.
1: Which, which is a common theme amongst most of us that are there involved in this. It's kind of funny, right?
0: So Some point. Dude, so the I have to share this Camp Alvernia story because it still blows my mind. Our very first meetup here in Charlotte, this guy, Carl, walks in by himself, you know, the Islanders in the playoffs, and the same thing goes on. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Huntington. Did you go to Camp Alvernia? Camp Alvernia? Yep. How old are you? And at the time he was like 25 and that was literally how old I was. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we probably are at Camp Alvernia at the same time. So we start like naming people that we remember from camp days and they're all the same people. And I was like, you you
1: guys had to be there. I, I
0: was like, oh my gosh, like we were definitely at camp together. And I was like, dude, do you remember like, that scandal? That and I'm putting in like air quotes because <laughs> it wasn't really a scandal. But one of the boating instructors took us out on the boat, like the motorboat, and he let us drive the boat. Like mm. we're like 13 year old kids, and he's yeah, like, yeah, you guys, you guys could drive the boat on, on the Sound, <laughs> and <laughs> we're like, <laughs> like just going as fast as we can in like a no wake zone, and like definitely not a smart decision by this counselor. And we pull back into like the little bay area where Camp Alvernia is, and the director is just fuming. Like, oh,
1: so they knew right away. Huh? Yeah,
0: people in the in the town like reported it. Like, hey, uh, like your camp counselors letting the kids drive the boat like reck- recklessly. So he was like fired on the spot, and I I was like, yes, I remember that. And so like, I was like, yeah, I was actually on that boat. And he's like, dude, so was I.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: <laughs> so it's like, holy cow, like we definitely were there together and like ran in the same circle. So it's just so funny how Camp Alvernia is kind of like that hitting gem. Like all, people that know, know, and people that don't have no idea what you're talking about.
1: What's interesting is that like, so I went there when I was younger. But then when I got older, like my summer job was the camp at Hills Park at the Hills Ice Rink. Right, which, and I don't know if it's just because I like I enjoyed that that community, or whatever. But I never once thought, let me go be a camp counselor at Alvernia, even though I went there when I was a kid. But I still did the camp counselor experience when I got a little bit older in Dix Hills, which is great because you know you had the, they had the pool and they had the ice skating rink at Dix Hills Park, which was nice, and the golf course. So it was a, it was a great summer gig when I was in high school.
0: Touche. Well, so I, I we're not going to just sit here and talk about camp days, but you could, how ha, to just bring that up because it's, it's funny. So, do you remember when we first met? Because I, I think our first encounter was in Nashville, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, it could have been in Nashville. It's quite
1: possible where, you know, I was up and actually it's right, right about now, it was opening day in 2015, 16, maybe even earlier than that. Um, where we, we met up uh, I think we were both at the same bar Tootsie's there in Nashville um, And we just kind of started chatting Because we both were in Islander stuff And Johnny's boy Czech's family was milling around There back and forth if that makes sense And we had a nice little contingent that day Because it was like a Saturday evening or Saturday afternoon Game and it was, a, it was a gorgeous day In Nashville we had a good crowd there with us uh, The game didn't go our way from what I remember But
0: we still had no, a good time I think it did go our way Did it? I'm, I'm going to tell you, me. I'm so Nashville's bad with that. I'm so bad with like remembering games that I went to and like if they won or lost, but I feel like that like, one did. It, and now that you say that, I think you're
1: right. I'm confusing a couple of times because obviously Nashville is the closest professional hockey team to Atlanta, um, but it's still three and a half hours, but it's still, it's still an easy jump for me to go up to. So I go every year to Nashville Like I haven't missed it
0: yet since I've lived here at least. So I'm just curious, like how did you hear about Isles meetups and had, or did you just like happen to walk in the tootsies and see like Islanders jerseys and you're like, Oh, those are my people. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened.
1: <laughs> um, and I should tell you like, uh, so you know what? It was 2017. I'm as positive as 2017. Cause 2016, I converted a, a guy I worked with who was Southern and had no hockey team into being an Islander fan. Um, and that, that led us to going to that Nashville game together, and he was there, and that makes sense. So we randomly just were in the right bar, found our people, and that's kind of where it took off. And then I came to one of your games in Raleigh, like the very next, no, later that season. And we okay. hung out in Raleigh for a little bit too. So that's yes. how I think we started talking Islander stuff.
0: And and then obviously the Atlantic group didn't exist at this point. And then oh. as we were starting to to branch out, and I was like thinking of people I knew around the country and whatnot. You were the person I, I reached uh, out to and was like, hey, any interest? I know you're super busy being daddy-o and whatnot. Do you think it's, it's, a li- it's a little more than this. And, I, and you and I have not talked about this at all. But you called
1: me at seven something in the morning. It was early. It was, it was real early. And uh, you're like, hey, Tim, did you listen to this? islander podcast and i and it was a podcast i used to listen to all the time i didn't catch that episode because it was like the newest one and i was like no i didn't what's going on he's like listen what i'm doing and what i'm doing in charlotte i would love to see if you do in atlanta and there's this guy on the podcast that said he wishes he could do something like that in atlanta you need to pick up and run with it do you remember this at all mikey not really (laughs) okay (laughs) promise you that's the way it goes down
0: I believe you want, it. Most,
1: you want to. Want to hear the most unique thing about this, Mikey? That guy who called the podcast, and I still haven't listened to it even today. Like I said, always said I'd listen back. Uh, he's getting married this December, and I'm his best man. Get out of town. No, absolutely. I'm his best man at his wedding in December. But, That's like, legit, awesome. And it's all because you called me, been like, "Hey, did you listen to this podcast? <laughs> he wants to do something. Islanders <laughs> meet up Atlanta," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." And that was, it was the, it was this, uh, it was the season where they, they swept the penguins and then didn't do so so high against the hurricanes. Uh, But yeah, so it's not like when you talk about the way the meetups sometimes work, like just finding your people in a new city sometimes clicks. Right. And obviously him and I have more in common than just the Islanders. But that being said, like if you never listened to that podcast and you never called me, I never would have met him. The meetups never would have started and then, heck, I wouldn't. I'd have a of a of a, a Saturday, a Friday, no, a Saturday night in December free.
0: <laughs> Dude, that just makes my day, man. And, and I I had a very similar experience this past weekend where one of my really good friends who I met through Isles Meet Up Charlotte got married, and it kind of put it all into perspective. It's like, yeah, we always want the team to win. We always will cheer on the Islanders, but at the end of the day, that's not really what the important part is like the important part is the people that you're meeting who have that connection to a place that you hold very dear to your heart being long Island. And you know, you instantly have that connection where it's like, (laughs) like friend dating, like, or like a a friend dating app or whatever, if that even exists where like you instantly have all those things in common. It's so easy to hit it off with these people. And then, you, it, you just, you know, start doing things outside of the meetups, getting together outside of meetups. And then there you go. You got your whole friend group in a city that's hours away from where you grew up.
1: Correct. And like, so, and obviously we've, ro- we wrote, we road tripped together a couple places and like, so he hasn't been to UBS yet. So like we did, we did a bachelor party this summer in, in Nashville, ironically enough, because um, <laughs> it's where Why you not? go. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, we're doing the second bachelor party up to UBS Actually right after he gets married, but that's just the way the world works sometimes where we could all get off and the flights are reasonable and everything on those lines. So like we, we 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 definitely keep it going even when the islanders aren't doing as well or even, even if we're not we're having location challenges or you know, we can't find a, a great spot here in Atlanta. Like there's still outlets where we get together and still converse about the team, the game, but then more important things. And like now, you know, uh he's kind of like a younger brother than me. Right? Like, and I I was there with some of his other friends at this at this bachelor party, and you know, he, his other good friends, like, you realize he calls me when he's like, you know, looking for like a young guy's opinion, but he calls you for all the important <laughs> advice. All the important advice is you, Tim. And I'm like, I know, I get that. You know, and it's true. Anytime he's got a real decision, he calls me.
0: <laughs> That's great. And all because the aisles meetups, man. I got, yep. you know, brings a tear to my eye. So I guess let's let's dive into some of those memorable Isles meetup moments, then, because you know, obviously, forming that friendship is definitely probably something that you cherish. But you know, are there any other memories that stand out since you've been running this group for a few years that you would love to to share with everyone?
1: Well, like, all right, so I would think most most individuals when you talk to will say like, "Hey, the best experience was 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 that run to the conference finals where you know it's game seven. And I'm looking around and I have over a hundred people at a bar outside Atlanta cheering with me. Right. And I think that's, that's cool. Right. That's awesome. Um, and then you talk about, even when you just do like a random one where there's only like 10 to 15 people and you can have some nice interpersonal conversations and talk a little bit about it. Um, but you know, I think the most memorable things is that as you come together as a cohesive unit, as a meetup crew, right you kind of appreciate the wins and losses in life. You know, um, there, there's a guy, Craig, who you guys probably see online pretty, pretty often. Like he, he lost his wife pretty suddenly to cancer this year and she came to the meetups, everything on those lines. And you just, you're, you're, when she was going through her short battle with cancer, you just felt it because she was part of the family, right? So you're asking me like, hey, what are some of the most memorable things? And yeah, there were memorable incidents, but you think about how you spread your friendship in your home like you're i guess this is our hometown now right atlanta's where i live i've been here for a little over a decade and you're able to to be taught your life could be touched by so many other individuals by going to these meetups because you're meeting them and then you're developing those longer relationships
0: yeah and you know sorry to hear about craig's wife and you know it it, it, it's just kind of part of life and there'll be those happy moments like you said with your buddy where you'll be standing married and that's right all there. Yep. And
1: then you have the other side of things, but you know, it's, it's expanding your, your social outlet. Right.
0: Absolutely. And it, you know, being an older person that moved to a city that I didn't really have yeah. much roots in, it, it definitely has helped me feel like I belong here in the city and like I have my group, and truthfully, it's the only friends I have here is people from Isles meetups. Like that's and it. Your wife, and, and your wife, your wife, my wife, my my in laws, and things like that. <laughs> but like, I mean, people that I can just like you know shoot it with and whatnot are, are all Isles meetups people. So yeah. You know, well, and you know,
1: some of the best parts too are those random people. Like uh, you know, I think back to the playoff series where they were we were playing Boston. And, you know, this guy shows up at the bar in basically 16 Wheeler and he was, he, his job as a truck driver, he timed it so that he could stop at the meetup to catch the playoff game with us. Right. And like, he comes right in and he fits right in right away. Right. It's like, he it's like he always belonged there and then he disappears and you never really see him again. And then he'll shoot you a line being like, Hey, you know, I just like, no, I'm driving through Atlanta. That was a great experience. You gave me that one day that you're driving through. So those are fun experiences too. Cause then you know uh what happens is you'll go to a game and you run into some of those people uh, someone that comes just once because they're in atlanta for business or in atlanta for you know a friend's wedding or something and then all of a sudden you go to the game and they're there and you just it's just kind of like it's a cool i know this person community
0: dude it's so funny because you know we've only been doing this seven times like this is only the seventh episode but i believe two or three other people have shared that same exact ex- experience oh, yeah. where they had a meetup and there was just someone that happened to be passing by in town and like decided to hit up the meetup. And that's just cool, man. That just kind of shows that people are paying attention, even if they might not live somewhere where there is a group when they do visit said group that does have, you know, a they location hit, that does, it they're going to be like, all right, I'm linking up with that. I want to see what this is all about. Yeah. And we've had it probably, a dozen or so times happened in Charlotte. You know, it's surprisingly like junior hockey, like, you know, 15 year old, 16 year old hockey. There's a very competitive team here in Charlotte. So a lot of teams from New York, when there's like tournaments and stuff actually come to Charlotte. And obviously they're, you know, either Islander or Ranger fans. So we've had a few times where like there would be a tournament going on. It's like a Saturday morning, all day thing. And the family decides to stay in Charlotte like an extra day to come and hang out at the meetup that night and yeah. then head back on Sunday instead of like just leaving right after the games. Yeah, we've had that yeah. happen a bunch of times. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I do wish that hockey
1: caught on more in Atlanta. Obviously, the, the way that the AHL and Atlanta have existed has not gone well for either party, if that makes sense. So, like, you know, we don't even have an AHL team. The closest we think has an ECHL team um which has Pelig's brother on it you know which is which is nice so the pellet can show up and you know we, we go there once in a while but we don't have a strong youth hockey program that's being cultivated in the area which is which is rough because atlanta is the 10th largest market in the united states when it comes to media right the 10th largest so you would think that we would survive like there'd be people interested in hockey but it's just not there if that makes sense
0: yeah it's an, uh, unfortunate and like as you mentioned, being the tenth largest market in the country, it always seemed like Atlanta wasn't giving a fair shot. Like they weren't given enough time to really build their fan base. And- well, you're
1: right. Well, you know, if, it's funny if you look at all the years. The I should say, I, my wife and I had an agreement that we would never live in a city that didn't have a professional hockey team because that was just an agreement we we came. We came here, and the Thrashers left a year later. And that's just the way the world goes sometimes. So yeah, Jeez. one year I had them, but you know, the entire time the thrashers were in existence, you know, they never finished last in attendance ever, ever in any of the seasons. Like they yeah, they didn't break any records, but they were in the top half for the first couple of years. years. Um, but they had some ownership issues, lawsuits going back and forth. A lot of more money went to the Hawks than, than the thrashers. And that's the way the world goes. And the NHL kind of sold them, sold them down because the, the ownership was such a mess that, it, it wasn't going to be fruitful until until there was some sort of sale made, right? And the, the buyer happened to be in Winnipeg and that's just the way the world goes sometimes.
0: Yeah. And and when you think about that last year team that Atlanta had, there are a bunch of studs on the team that just weren't like household no. names yet. Like yeah. Lat, you know, obviously we know how Ladd's career pans out, but you but know, Vander with the King's Islanders.
1: Here, like, there, there was tons. Dustin Bufflin Bufflin, like yeah
0: like that could have been a dangerous team Heatley like if they just gave them a couple of more years and then you go on a deep playoff run and there you go like your attendance is going to go up your your sales are going to go up money's going to be flowing
1: Uh, unfortunately the Thrasher's only hosted two playoff games in their entire existence and they didn't win either one of them so you know yeah that's that's just the way that it kind of went for them but there was a bunch of lawsuits where like i think there were 10 guys as part of the spirit group and nine of them were suing one because they wanted to buy him out and the one guy wanted to buy out the other nine i i understood where gary bettman and the league was going to you know i wouldn't say wash the hands of but realize like okay this is not going anywhere good let's 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 get off this train before before it becomes a tough situation
0: yeah for sure so do you remember that experience? Like, were you able to catch the Islanders in Atlanta at least once?
1: Yeah, well, a couple. So, obviously, my my wife grew up here, so you you know, I caught them a couple times when we would we would visit her parents, even though we weren't living here. And then, yeah, um, we definitely did. I we caught the two, they played here twice while we lived here, and we went to we went to both games. And you know, there was a decent Islanders contingent, but you know, the Scott Gordon was the head coach that makes sense that was like mm-hmm. the time period we were in um so they weren't the islands weren't as huge of a draw as some of the other teams at that time that point but at the same time the arena was great Sightlines were wonderful you know it was arena made for hockey and as an island fan it was kind of tough for me because you know you looked at the fact that the thrashers didn't have such a such a strong cult following like we do on the island and they had an arena made for hockey. And of course we were, you know, headed to you to uh, not UBS, you to Barclays at the time. And I was like, man, how do I get this arena that's in downtown Atlanta to onto long Island? Um, but then of course, when the thrashers moved out, you know, the Hawks became the full-time tenant, the basketball team. And, you know, they they're doing well and the arena's still there and they make money, I'm sure. So obviously I think it all worked out financially for everyone. The the big losers, losers, unfortunately, were the people of Atlanta and, you know, myself with my agreement with my wife that we would never live without a professional hockey team. <laughs> and now we have the EC we have an ECHL team, Atlanta, the Atlanta Gladiators were mentioned before, but they're out they're outside of the city about 45 minutes. And it's unfortunately the wrong direction from where I live. So it takes me like 90 to get there, which is halfway to Charlotte to be
0: honest. Yeah. So just come hang out in Charlotte then. Right. And we actually at the the last playoff run that we had here in Charlotte when Bridgeport was uh, facing them. A few of your Atlanta members came and hung out with us, which was cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. No, honestly, I I love the, the everyone
1: that's involved with the Atlanta meetup has been just great people every single time. I've never had an issue. Period.
0: Amen. Well, I definitely want to dive into some more of your Islander upbringing, but before yeah. I do that, I do want to tell everyone about our sponsor, DraftKings. So, hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they did if they do. So, whether it's the home opener against the the Panthers or the Florida trip that the Islanders start their season on, there's plenty of exciting games to get involved in. So if that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn your small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays, combine multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code THPN Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets. If they do, that's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Tim, you know, growing up in the Northport, Huntington area, getting to the Coliseum probably wasn't too tough growing up. So, I'm, I'm assuming that you probably caught a bunch of Islander games in your youth.
1: Not, not really, to be honest with you. Wow. Um, I know that surprises you. I know you're, it you're gonna be shocked. Um, it was not challenging. I didn't grow up in a hockey family, if that makes sense. Like, you know, my dad was a state trooper and, you know, uh, he, he likes to tell the story about the, the day the Islanders won the first cup. He was a state trooper on the Meadowbrook Parkway and he ended up pulling over um, a bunch of the Islanders brass because they were speeding going North. <laughs> And he got Bill Torrey going, going 90 on the Meadowbrook. <laughs> and then he likes to laugh because he's like, and two hours later I caught one of his family members doing the same thing. So no, my parents weren't huge Islander fans, but as he was a state trooper, he obviously had developed relationships with a lot of like tow truck companies and that sort of stuff. So my earliest like Islander memory was like in, I want to say it was, it was 88, 89. And like they, one of the show truck companies invited my father and my family up for one of those luxury boxes on the top of the stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just remember, like, my father looked at me and was just like, you really like this place. And I was like, I'm having a great time here, Dad. It was the best experience possible. Um, but I think you know, he had, you know, I there's five of us in my family. There are five kids. So, you know, if he took us to a game, it was seven. Or even we left my mom at home, it was six, you know. So I understand that he couldn't do it. So I'd get once a year, if that makes sense. So I got to one game a year, which was nice, um, which was Really, like a fond memory, but then of course, I, I mentioned how I worked at Hofstra for a couple of years, and um, all of a sudden I had my own money, right? And, and the Coliseum <laughs> was right there, and I'm like, Well, games in 25 minutes, I got nothing going on. <laughs> who, who wants to go with me? And I just I'd walk around campus, figure out who do I know that's around that that would want to go. Um, so I went to a ton at that point, um, if that makes sense, and then uh. Obviously, now I'm just kind of a road warrior, going to road games. Like, right? You know, uh, got you know, I've gotten up to Ottawa. You know, obviously, I've been to Raleigh pretty much every year, Nashville every year. You know, Philadelphia. I just jump around to what road game I could potentially make.
0: Yeah, I love that. So, would you say your like die die diehard fandom started? early on or when you were really like working for hop hofster. That's when no, it's right? so I would tell you,
1: I think it started early on because like I still would like listen to the games on the radio and that sort of thing when I was when I was growing up. Um so I was vested like I was vested in it, right? I wanted them to succeed. Um, but they just weren't they weren't doing well. Let's be honest. They weren't doing well. And it was it was tough because, you know, you, you were in school probably at the same time where a lot of your friends, no one was really that interested in them, you know, they, but I, I, I held through for some reason. And then all of a sudden, when I had some discretionary income, then all of a sudden it turned into like, oh, I can actually pay for this myself and I can actually do it. Um, and, you know, having a, a wife from Atlanta, Georgia, like she, she had no vested interest in hockey. So being able to teach her the game was great, you know? and And so I'd say that like, I was always vested, but I wasn't financially involved until I had a real job.
0: Touche. And now you've uh, obviously planted the seeds with your kids, and they can oh, like yeah. name every Islander ever and where they're from and what kind of stick they use. And I know. every well, like, you had- <laughs>
1: know, One of the stories I talk about my son once is that so when the Islanders were unfortunately getting swept, and I guess it was 20 was 2017 they were being swept by the hurricanes that that night actually i think you talked about it a little while ago about how that game was awful that game four and awful, in, awful. was awful um you know i dropped the kids off at school and i want to say they were like kindergarten first grade and they had their little islander t-shirts on and they were getting off the car and they're like dad are we really not going and i'm like you were at the school we're really not going and they're like we just thought you'd really take us and i was like no like we're, i'm going to work you're going to school and i got them out of this they, they got out of the car in the car rider line and I came home here, and I walked in the house, and my wife looked at me. She's like, you're really not taking them? I'm like, they're going to lose. And he goes, Tim, are you really not taking them? And I remember walking upstairs. I remember walking down, pulling up my phone, being like, yeah, we're going. We're going. And they were in <laughs> school for like 45 minutes, and I picked them up. And I think I did. I think I did 80 to 90 miles per hour the entire way from Atlanta to Raleigh to get there basically at puck drop. Like I didn't go to any pregames or anything along those lines. We stopped at we stopped at a like a fast food restaurant where we ordered 30 nuggets or something along those lines. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, we have no time. Like if you really want to get to this game. And I had like, and you remember it wasn't cheap because no. American fans knew they were gonna win. Like, you know, they they saw that you know the blow was in the water there and the clinching. But like in my mind, like they needed that one last game. They needed the the end. To, to see it themselves to like actually be part of it. And I understood that, you know, they were young and impressionable. Why am I going to disappoint them from kindergarten and first grade? Come on.
0: <laughs> I respect it. I respect it I, I have parents every once in a while, email me like, Hey, Mr. Ryan probably shouldn't be telling you this, but I'm going to take my kid out to go to so-and-so game, you know, and, and we're traveling for it. And I'm like, please do that. Like th- those are so important. And, I know Brian Compton does yeah. that every single year. Like he he talks about how Mets season opener is a tradition. He's started with his son, and every single season opener, they he pulls his kids out of school and they just go and watch a baseball game. And you know, it's it's amazing. Right.
1: That I need you to run the school district over here. Um, and this is not Islanders related, but. I took my kids and the Atlanta Islander people know this. I took my kids to Rome and Paris last month and they missed three days of school and I got a letter about how their unexcused absences. <laughs> and I was like, I took them to Europe. What are you yeah. talking about?
0: I think that counts okay. as an educational experience to me. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. But yeah.
1: No, and I'm bad like that. Like, you know, last December with UBS, um, you know, they, they they've they've invited a couple of us up to do some stuff at UBS and wave a flag and that sort of thing. And when the when the island organization asked me if I was if I could come up the game was was against the devils and I want to say it was a Friday night and I was like of course I'm gonna do it and you know I booked booked my plane tickets and everything on those lines and I looked at the boys and they're like we're not coming I'm like yeah I guess you're coming you know and they missed a the day that time, you know <laughs> oh yeah all I have to do is ask me. The, what's interesting now is that so now they're 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 10 and 8 now so they're playing baseball. Um and of course I'm helping I'm coaching both their teams and now the play, the, the baseball schedule is meth- messing up the hockey schedule just a little bit right now. So like you're talking about Raleigh in a couple weeks, like, are we going? I'm looking at the boys looking at, are we, are we going? Are we like y- you, you may have a baseball game, so you need to figure that out.
0: Yeah. It, it gets complicated once the kids get a little older and they're got their own activities and Correct. things like that. For and, sure. and you know,
1: and that's, I think that's a drawback to not having The team closer though is that they can't do both. Like, I really have to look at them, be like, which what? What do you want to do? You know, like they're both important to you, and you two need to debate it between amongst yourselves, and we'll go wherever you want to go.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, you you mentioned how um, you've had some sizable meetups, especially for that deep playoff run, and I'm just curious, uh, do, do you consider one specific bar to be like your home base or you guys still kind of bouncing around since Atlanta is such a kind of spread out metropolitan area.
1: I hate that we're bouncing around. Um So I'll tell you, it's, we have, we have spans of consistency, right? Like we were going to the diesel filling station, which was in downtown Atlanta and they, they were fantastic for us for, for, a couple of years every month we'd go there you know we'd get 10 to 25 people you know it was, we were really consistent they knew us pandemic happened and they just unfortunately like they just the bottom drop dropped out you know they were downtown and that's just the way things happened and then we were doing mazzy's for a while and mazzy's was fantastic they're actually there but they're football bar ready right? they're very big on the the, the jets and nebraska corn That that's their thing um and then they you know they invited us Back, you know, and we did the playoff run there, if that makes sense. And then the next year they invited us back, but then they were they didn't have the yes, they didn't have the hockey package. And the owner actually said to me, He's just like, Tim, the NHL has just made this too complicated. Like, it's just too complicated. I think I have to have three or four different subscriptions going on. Um, and I just don't know necessarily what we should uh do here. Is there any way you could just do it on nationally tele- televised games? And I was like, Well yeah, the Islanders don't have a ton of nationally televised games <laughs> last don't. year that, that are convenient for me to pull this together for, for a group that size. Um, so then we shifted over to Cretewood last year, and Cretewood is is fine. You know, like it's one of those things, but it's still not home, which is tough. Um, I would tell you that Mazzi's, which is actually where the photograph you have up on is taken, is, is legit probably where our home is should be and could be like, you know, we draw well there every time we do something. Um, so it's just figuring that, that out. But Hey, if you want a bar in Atlanta and you have a, a hockey package, yeah, give me a call. We'll go, we'll be, there. <laughs> we'll be there.
0: So especially if you're an Islander fan, right? The move that some groups have doing, and I'm not, I'm not condoning it is they'll just bring their Roku or their fire stick and I just know. plug it in. And, you know, no one needs to know about no, that. No, yeah, no. Yeah, I know. Trust me. I, <laughs> I, there are members
1: of my organization that also think that that's potentially what we should necessarily do. You know, even right now, like, ready? Um. So I, I have, I have, a, I have a bar lined up for the twenty-six. Don't mark that on your calendar because I really, I want to be. I'm going to watch Josh Bailey's thousands game. Like I'm, I'm thrilled. I remember the day he was drafted. I remember, I remember the Coliseum booing when he got drafted, and people like storming out. And the fact that he's there a thousand games later, I just love and it. And do
0: you remember who Islander fans were mad that they didn't get? Luke, was it Luke? Luke Sten? Who was it? Nikita Filatov. That's right. It was Nikita which so. is just a name that no one knows. Yeah, that's no right. one knows. No, you're right. Because he probably played like 40 NHL games, if that. And then look at Josh Bailey and what his career has that exactly. So like, yeah. what does that show? Fans, Gar- really- Gar-
1: <laughs> Snow is smart. Are you gonna say Garceau
0: is smart right now? Maybe is that, that, that? Or owner fans don't know what they're talking about? I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. So, but like, here we are in Atlanta, and I don't know if you've noticed Atlanta has done decently well in the sports market as of late. You know, obviously, Tampa says they're title town, but the Braves getting the world series last year and now they're in the playoffs right now UGA winning the football national championship, which is the sport that really matters around here is, you know, college football is what drives people. If that makes oh, yeah. sense, you know, the sec is huge. Um, so like, yeah, like, I think there, there've been locations I said, yeah, sure, Tim, you can, you know, it's a Wednesday night. We'd love to have you just as long as the Braves aren't playing. <laughs> You're like, Oh, well can't, I can't just, I can't, I can't tell you if they are, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, no. So we'll 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 figure it out. You know, we always do at some point, um, and go from there. And obviously, you know, if the playoffs pick up again, like if the Isles qualify or when the Isles qualify, like we'll do every game just like we did previous years. We'll do every game, and people will be there every single time, which is nice. You know, everyone's looking at me to do a yes chant, and I'm like, okay, give me a second. <laughs>
0: You're you're starting us right, Tim. Dude, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nice thing is, like, your kids are almost at that age where now they can just take over and be like, "All right, yeah, lead the chant." Yeah, all you boys. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. all you. <laughs> kids love starting chants, and, and I love when there's kids in our section, especially at the Raleigh game, where they they like want to start the chant, and I always in my like try my hardest to keep it going. I'm always like, "All right, this little kid's starting. I'm going <laughs> to keep it going. Right. We're going to pick it up." I would well, yeah, say most of the that time like, that's what our just, chance
1: your, your bar is like a soccer bar, right? Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the most interesting thing about, about us sometimes though, is that like, so we take over half a bar, which is what normally most of these meetup groups do, right? We get a little section of a bar and, you know, during that conference run, the Hawks were making a conference run too, the basketball team. And all of a sudden people would, we at that bar to watch the Hawks game. And then all of a sudden they are in with us. Right. And you know, people, we're having a whole much more fun. And then the basketball folks, you know. So that's nice, too, because you're bringing in outside people that are now showing slight interest in the Islanders.
0: Yeah, and they're just always so confused. Like, the look, you know, even though we've been going to the same bar for so many years, like, there's still regulars and stuff that, like, because there's soccer games literally all the time. Like, I'm so impressed with, like, the times that soccer fans go to bars. Like, they're literally there at like 7 a.m. And some of those guys stay until like midnight. And it's like, geez, that is a long haul to be at a bar, but they're, they're crazy. And we, we still get some people that are just like, like what's going on? Like, why are there so many of you here? And here oh yeah. Right <laughs> like, oh yeah. Confused. Well, you know, but think about it, They do that in Nashville
1: and in Raleigh. Like when we have a big crowds, even at the stadiums that that confuses them even more. Right. Like they're like, where did you hundreds of people show up from? <laughs> I'm coming for a Preds game. I plan on mocking your goaltender and doing their five minute chant after they score. And then there's this one section of blue and orange there that just, you know, is screaming yes. And they just don't know where it comes from.
0: Yeah. It, Nash, you know, obviously like we, we mentioned, you know, that's where we, we met was in Nashville and what a awesome, like hockey town. Like it, it's not a traditional market. But boy, has that city embraced it. Oh, yeah. And the location of the arena is so smart, like ownership and whoever planned that was genius because now it's a tourist destination. Like yeah. you don't even necessarily have to be like in town to watch your team. You just might be in the town for a bachelor party or a bachelorette party yeah. or whatever. And then you're like, oh, that's the thing to do. There's a yeah. Preds game let's go so let's like go. they're they're probably drawing like another four to six thousand people every single game who are just like in town
1: Yep. Yeah. oh absolutely absolutely and you could just be at the bar down there listening to music and be like hey the, you want that starts in a little bit you want to walk over see if we can take exactly like i think it's really convenient Now they sell out most of their games though oh yeah they, they sell most of their games and they charge a decent a penny too yeah. yeah you know um they had that cover on a couple of years ago and they've they've done well keeping that going
0: yep i i agree so like if you are considering you know where to catch the islanders on the road i know shannon hogan mentions it all the time that that's one of her favorite markets to catch a road game in i i totally agree like nashville should definitely be on your list and you know i think this is a perfect time to show the last gathering that you had in nashville which is just incredible and you could just see that the Islander fans have taken over this bar. You did. And, you know, you I, I'm not too familiar with the location of this, but is that right on Broadway or yeah, off? Right Broadway? on Broadway.
1: Right on Broadway. So, like, you know, you could throw a football and hit the stadium, let's be honest. Or the the You know, I and it was amazing, too, because, you know, I – the team helped put that together all they did was ask us to say they said to me and the guy harry that runs the national group they just said to the two of us like hey can you pick out a bar to go to we'll we'll, we'll put it out there and then all of a sudden you know and they had an afternoon we were, it was an afternoon game last year i want to say it was like you know, one o'clock two o'clock and we packed out that bar at 10 30 11 a.m man the musicians were loving it they oh, were yeah. just they just couldn't believe they're like you know and the lead singer said to me afterwards he's like you know tim when we get put in this time slot, it's it's a lot of practice. There's no one in this bar usually, you know, there's a couple people sitting there, but it's just playing music and, you know, it's not packed. And then all of a sudden, we sh- you guys just start showing all up in your blue and orange and chanting in between our songs where we are keen we can't hear each other. Like, your crowd is being so loud here in Nashville that we, are, we have to go to, a, like, a nighttime communication between us as the musicians to keep it going. And we just didn't expect it whatsoever. And you're like, well, I'm happy I was able to, like, give you – give you an audience
0: and I, I love that there's like this balcony up top and then you could see yeah. there's even more islander fans up on that balcony oh yeah there was
1: there was we, we we packed that place out a little bit and people were like moving back for that photograph because i actually took it because you know they they said "Oh, come up on stage and i was like, sure i need a picture anyway
0: <laughs> so did did you circle the date when when are the Islanders back in yeah? Nashville so the, this it's year? a
1: Thursday night. It's a Thursday night in November. Um, it's like the week before Thanksgiving. If that makes sense. Um, okay. So not you,
0: I, not ideal. <laughs>
1: no, not not the best of times. The Saturday in October is really nice, but you know Thursday in November. Um, yeah, I would tell you a lot of the Atlanta people have started to reach out to me saying, "Hey, where are we going? What are we doing? Where are we sitting?" You know. Um, we we ended up bringing about about twenty five to thirty last year. So you know, I'd say if we we get we get 20 again, that'd be good. Cause you know, it was a weekend last year, but people are jazzed about the team where, you know, obviously you worry that since we weren't as successful due to some of the outstanding circumstances that people weren't going to be jazzed up. But phew, let's be honest, it's about to start and people are like, Hey, we're going national, right? Sure. We are. Yes.
0: It, it truly is the best time to be a hockey fan and to be an Islander fan. Like oh, yeah. even when the team was terrible and I'm talking like, those teams leading up to us being able to draft John Tavares. Like, yeah, I was you there. know, there's a reason why we were able to draft him. Right. So yeah. like the teams were not so great. I still remember setting up groups with my friends from college to go to those games. Oh like, yeah. You know, 15, 20 of us, like let's, let's go to the, the season opener. And it, it was always like, you never know. You never know this could, yeah. you know, even though that, the writers are saying we don't got it you know we might go on a run you never know
1: but i'll tell you it's much now it's easier now than when we were in college because so i went to college in dc so i set up a couple of away game groups to go to 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 the capitals islander game and you know we sat there watching Alexi Yashin and oleg kavasha and it didn't work for them it just didn't didn't happen peter bondra was fast and that's the way the game was back then You know i used to be irrational when they would lose at during that time period of my life when i was younger i was fine with them losing now i realize that i'm not on the ice unfortunately that you know they didn't draft me i don't know why they didn't draft me but they didn't you know didn't happen um but it was tough in college when they were losing for me personally and i think it's just because i was away from home for the first time you know i didn't have any family in dc these are just friends of mine you know and I convinced them to go to this game, throw away their money. that they, you know, they could choose between hockey tickets and Natty Light, right? So <laughs> you convince them to, to spend it on hockey tickets and then your team doesn't team gets shut out, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, too bad you, you know, weren't just a few years younger, because then you could have linked up with, you know, our DC group, which yeah is killer. And I actually went up to a game in DC with them and geez, their location of their bar is unbelievable the irish channel yeah Uh, i
1: i I actually got married around the corner from it (laughs) i really did
0: (laughs) yeah so like it's like right in the chinatown part of dc and it's in a hotel so even if you're like traveling from out of town how awesome is that like oh the bar that the pregames at is also where i'm going to be sleeping like can you think of i think it's
1: i think it's really ironic that like i knew that bar location it wasn't the irish channel back then but like the where i got married was basically or, or across the street and so that the fact that they ended up there just make, makes me happy
0: <laughs> yeah it's awesome and then you literally can walk around the block and you're at, yeah. at is it capital one still it used to be
1: verizon so now i think it's capital one yeah
0: yeah and and you can literally just walk right there like how awesome is that uh, yeah you know it, it's just it's fun to to, to kind of recognize some of the bars in like cities that obviously i don't live in but like you know irish channel took a chance on those group you know that group so it means a lot to me too you know without these bars Isles meetups doesn't exist like it really doesn't so it it, 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 doesn't um
1: but you know what, what I really like is that the majority of us and myself included, we try not to do the change. I like supporting the local mom and pop shop and we're all doing that, which is really nice too. I feel like, like, I know a couple people do Buffalo Bile Wings. I get it. That's great. But I love when we can support a small business owner.
0: Yeah. And I've said it on here before and I'll say it until we stop doing this. Like, no matter how big the Charlotte group gets, we're not moving. Like, I don't care because... Year one, when we were five and six people, they were like, yeah, we'll, we'll let you take over this room. We'll put the sound on, we'll put it on all the TVs. And that meant so much to me that I can't just like forget that. Yeah. Like I, I, we truly have outgrown our bar and like we had to sit outside in their, in their courtyard because literally no one could fit into the bar during the playoffs. So like, Oh really? Yeah. You know, (laughs) So I, I totally uh, respect and, and loyal to them. So, you know, a good bar is hard to find. No, it is. And, that's, and that
1: is one of my problems, let's be honest. I, I'm finding lots of good bars, but I'm finding lots of good bars that have financial options and they don't necessarily have hockey as being up there on the list, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. So, Tim, before we wrap this up, um, just curious, like, Who's your all-time favorite Islander? Oh, I just man. love to – because there, there's always some random ones, and I love that.
1: Well, you know, like, obviously I grew up with Pierre Turgeon and Ziggy Palfy, right? Like, everyone my age looked at those two, and what they did was just um, amazing on the teams that they were on, how they kept us excited and everything along those lines um Darius Kasparitis was always up there for me Benoit Ogue was great you know especially now that the team has gotten him back and he's doing he was on their actual podcast again and you're like man I, I'm excited about that um I'll say Richard Park just for you but Jason Blake was <laughs> my guy during that time period um, Dude, Jay- Jason
0: Blake might be a close second I'm not oh, gonna good. lie good I, I, I did love that. Jason Blake well you
1: know I don't know Richard Park wants to court an overtime goal against Pittsburgh that just put the Coliseum, set it off, you know. Um, so I do have some Richard Park uh, appreciation as
0: well. Um, what's he doing nowadays? What What is Richard Park doing, Mikey? I think he's like, um, kind of like the Ken Morrow. So Ken Morrow is kind of like a the scout, a scout that kind of just tr- travels around the country. I think he's the Ken Morrow for the Minnesota Wild. Gotcha. So Billy yeah. guerin has got him, huh? I didn't. Oh, now that makes sense. Yeah. I did not I did not
1: enjoy that Mike Comrie Billy Gearin era, you know, Andy Sutton on the line. Like I went to every game and I still was like, oh Yeah. Oh,
0: I, I get it. You know, there was definitely some promise. Like Mike Comrie was a name. Like that was a name Islander fans knew when he got in town. And you know, Andy Sutton was a big body. He but was huge. He was huge. I I think there was just yeah that was must have been the Rob Shrimp years too yeah but you know what I appreciate Robbie Shrimp
1: on Twitter you know I'll tell you he's he he jumps in there once in a while and I really enjoy
0: it and I I you know since he came up naturally I have to talk about it because Kevin who ran our Tampa group and who was an original member of the Charlotte group you know he figured out that Rob Shrimp lived in Tampa <laughs> and when the you know his last like hoorah kevin's last hoorah he set up that huge group in tampa he invited rob shrimp out for it and rob shrimp actually showed up
1: (laughs) well you know what's amazing is that everyone in atlanta is like tim when do you plan on like bringing someone cool to one of these things and i'm like what are you talking about like um (coughs) brendan Brendan burke you know he went to the raleigh i know you guys talked about that previous episode but like couple of weeks later he was in atlanta doing stuff for lacrosse and people like do you think he's showing up and i'm like no he's not showing up <laughs> like it's no no he's not i don't know what to tell you he's here for a work reason you know and he's got to work where he where he's where he's getting paid so yeah you know um i think I, I think we
0: already mentioned who you could possibly get and that's pellet's brother that would be yeah we could get my true um and you know there's
1: there's rumors around the gladiators network the Bodie wild is actually gonna get get placed here so. I think he did actually yeah did I was gonna say that's out there um quite a bit so you know that's uh that that's a nice connection as well yeah, yeah. I don't
0: think he's gonna appreciate Islander fans reaching out to him though
1: I will we I, we will show up to a game we will take off a section of the gladiators we will we will cheer for him individually and then afterwards I'll just make sure I send him an email Bodie. <laughs>
0: Party.
1: <laughs> we welcome you no matter what
0: touche <laughs> touche well tim i truly enjoyed <clears throat> hanging out with you tonight and yeah. uh, you know I, i'm looking forward to seeing what atlanta has cooking this year and even though it's a thursday night hopefully you and harry can link up and do something cool in nashville again because yeah. I, I do think Nashville is always circled on Islanders fans' calendars, and uh, that's a good one. And then, as you know, you're always welcome to come and join us in Raleigh, even if you want to just come to Charlotte and hang out in our bar.
1: Why not? Why not?
0: (laughs) Why not? not? It's all right. Four hours, not that bad to go and hang out in a dive bar. Of course, touche. Well, Atlanta, uh, (laughs) Tim from Atlanta, it was a pleasure. Go and follow them at aisles meetups underscore ATL. And uh, I'll let you go, Tim. I know you got daddy duty always. So it Balls, never ends. Three kids, yep.
1: way it goes. I, I know. Thank you guys. Bye yep. guys. See ya.